0: Welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast. My name is Ben Lynch. Today we have Timbo Reed. Timbo is the host of the award winning Small Business Big Marketing Show and Australia's most practical marketing keynote speaker. Timbo has been around for a while and has interviewed some of the most successful small businesses in Australia. His corporate background in marketing has given him a great set of skills and strategies to bring to small business where some of the constraints on time, people, and money are real. And so he's been able to translate his learnings, his lessons from big business into the small businesses out there so that they could succeed based off of doing their marketing better. In this interview, I took a heap of notes. I was scribbling down throughout this episode because there was a whole bunch of one percenters, really practical tips that you could implement today or tomorrow that would start to change your marketing. A couple of the key messages that he shares and stay tuned the whole way through because we cover things like your mindset and beliefs around marketing how to get your team on board or engage a virtual team to help you out in your marketing. The difference and alignment really of brand versus marketing, and what you can do in your clinic. If you're a clinic that's looking to or hosts your own podcast, some of the key tips from one of the most successful business podcasts, that's Timbo's Show, on how to grow and reach more people with your podcast. We covered a lot of territory. It runs pretty fast this episode. And one of the key lessons that I took out of it was really to personalize your marketing by being helpful. Timbo has this philosophy and approach of even though you're a small business, you should have big marketing, big helpful marketing to answer questions that you get on a daily basis and help navigate conversations with your prospective clients or current clients so that they can make the best decisions about their health. We have a tremendous opportunity in health with all the questions we get from our team, from our clients, prospective clients in the broader community to turn that into content and marketing and be super helpful. When to dive in, take notes. You might want to listen to this a second time as well because there's plenty of gold. Enjoy.
1: This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic. Timbo,
0: welcome to the podcast.
1: hop in the podcast. Wow. I'm, pod- I'm honored to be on the podcast. Well, where else would you be
0: apart from your podcast and maybe <laughs> <that> podcast? <laughs>
1: Correct. There is only two podcasts in the known universe. Wouldn't that be awesome if that was the case? I think there oh. is. Last count, I think iTunes alone had something like seven hundred eighty-five thousand podcasts listed, or something, something ridiculous. Anyway. Wow. Please.
0: Wow. I I would love if there were more because I I think it's great we get to hear of all these experts on different topics. Like I'm a fanatic on coffee. I'm a fanatic on client experience. So I love hearing all these people marketing, like yourself. So for those that don't know Timbo, give us a nutshell of what were you doing before small business, big marketing?
1: Ben, I'll make it really quick because this will be the most boring part of this (laughs) for your listeners. Um, I'm a marketing guy through and through, have been for about 35 years and um, spent a long time in corporate, last full-time job as marketing manager at Flight Centre about 15 years ago. And for the last... um, 10 years, I've been hosting the Small Business Big Marketing Show, which is a popular marketing podcast in Australia. And I also speak at a lot of conferences to audiences of small business owners about helping them get a grip on marketing, which seems to be very dark art for many of them. And I emcee a lot of conferences and that's what I do.
0: Beautiful. And I know you've got the small business, big marketing. And one of the distinctions I've found with your work is you refer to helpful marketing. Yes. Can you explain a little bit more about the concept there around helpful marketing? Because we're talking here with health professionals who, let me just say, on a whole might find marketing either scary or a little bit combined with sales and a bit slimy or uncomfortable to do. So yep. what do you mean by helpful marketing?
1: I think um, so there's a lot you said then that needs to be unpacked, but if there are people listening like health professionals listening that make, that have a, a dirty taste in their mouth around marketing and it feels salesy and slimy, then they've really got to reposition how they think about it. They've got to get their mindset right. Cause we'll talk about, some ideas in this chat, and we've already asked me to talk about helpful marketing, which is an idea. But really, marketing done well should not be slimy, should not be salesy, and really what you are doing is you are helping your prospect or your customer make a more informed purchase decision, hopefully in your favor, because you have, in in my case I like to talk about helpful marketing, because you have been helpful in your marketing messages. So first, first and foremost, Get your mindset right around marketing. It is simply what you do when you can't go and see someone. So in an ideal world, Mm. anyone listening who owns a business would get up out of their office and go and visit each individual prospect and existing client and have a chat to them. How are you going? What have you been up to? What problems have you got that I can solve? And let me offer you a solution. We just don't have the time to do that. That is an Mm. ideal world. It's not realistic. So, the best marketing is personalized and the best marketing is, I think, helpful. And so, what I mean by helpful is simply, is simply identifying the problems that your prospects and clients have and providing solutions to them. Helpful marketing is essentially about out-teaching your competition as opposed to out-spending your competition because I see far too many businesses trying to outspend the competition. Buy the bigger ad in the local paper. Buy the biggest, biggest sponsorship at the local chamber of commerce or sporting club. This is out spending, and, and it just, it, it, that's a dead end street because at some point money's going to run out. Whereas the idea of out teaching I think is really powerful. And by out teaching, I simply mean, like I said earlier, identify the problems, offer up solutions and, and be, as I say, someone has to be the most helpful in your industry. It may as well be you. And and so helpful marketing does that. The, 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 The most simple form of helpful marketing would be to create a knowledge center on your website. So if you can imagine there's the old FAQ sections that we see on websites, I think they're a bit limited and a bit kind of done poorly. Whereas a knowledge center or a learning hub or whatever you want to call it, has every single question you've ever been asked as a business owner, and a very detailed, well thought out, rich answer to that question that could involve words, video, pictures, uh, infographics, audio, um, and that way you are creating this incredible knowledge database on your website. The Google love mm. uh, it'll 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 rank very well in the search engines. Plus, your prospects will love because it helps them make a better de- a better purchase decision.
0: I love that distinction of the out-teach versus trying to out-spend and personalise by being helpful. Yeah. It's really pragmatic as health professionals. I think it's innate within our industry that there is a lot of education and teaching. Uh, Every consultation uh, with a patient about their problem, their health concern, we're educating. So what you're saying is really those questions you get from your clients or prospective clients really to create a knowledge base where you answer that online so that other people can learn from that and benefit from that.
1: Because here's the thing, Ben, your your health professional listening audience are already, as is any small business owner, is already answering questions day in, day out. If you're a mortgage broker, you're getting asked, should I go fixed or variable? You are answering that question day in, day out if you're a chiropractor, you are being asked, you know, uh, why is chiropractic, how does chiropractic differ to physio and should I do both? You are answering that question week in, week out. Continue to do that, but why not also create a video or a piece of audio or a blog post or something that answers that question once and for all, evergreen content, put it on your website. When someone next asks that question, answer the question and then say, hey, listen, can I send you a link to a video that I've created that goes into even more detail in response to that question? Mm. And I think you're a legend because you've gone to the trouble of creating what looks like a very expensive way of marketing or, you know, solution providing, but in actual fact you and I know that mm. you do that on a smartphone or on your computer these days, upload it to YouTube and you're in business before you know it.
0: Oh, I love that. So then Sometimes I find, and I've been guilty of this in the past, Timbo, is you're not sure where to start. You got, yeah, I know I get all these questions. Where should I start? Like, what are some of the pragmatics for maintaining consistent content creation?
1: Well, back to mindset um, you're not going to start, you're not going to be consistent if you think marketing's crap. So, you again, change the mindset. Change your mindset around perfection. Um, I imagine many health professionals are perfectionists. Yes. In the way of production. You know, don't save your two, three, four, five grand and get a video crew to come in and do all your videos. Simply focus on creating great, helpful content and start filming. Get your iPhone out. Turn it on to selfie mode. You know, you could say, um, if you, again, if you're the chiropractor and someone's always asking what's the difference between chiropractic and physio, Get out your selfie video and hit record and go, G'day, it's Tim Reed here, chiropractic to the stars. And um, <laughs> get asked, you know, physio versus chiro. Well, let me give you three points to differentiate the two. One, two, three. Hope that was helpful. There's plenty more videos over on my YouTube channel. See you next time. And, and just do it because I always believe that quality content Always outperforms beautifully produced content that's that's no good you know Mm -hmm. so um, and as you get your eye in and start to produce more and more of this content you will become confident in it you'll enjoy it and again back to mindset my wish for any small business owner is that marketing becomes a hobby and when something's a hobby you find time And money to throw at it and you actually look forward to doing it each time and I've interviewed on the small business big marketing show over 460 successful small business owners and one thing that links them all is this deep respect for marketing and Mm. while no one's ever actually used the word hobby that's how they talk about the marketing of their business it is a hobby and they do enjoy it so um, Mm. that's how you get that's how you're gonna slip into a nice consistent way of producing content that will get more clients attract more clients keep more clients and 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 market your business effectively
0: yeah i i love that distinction and so often we hear uh, clinic owners even some of their team members looking to somewhat specialize or have a special interest in a particular area of their medical field uh, and see patients of that background whether it's a demographic, a certain injury or, or health concern that they have. So to be able to publish this stuff, I imagine helps them attract those clients. Is that fair to say?
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it will attract the right type of clients because one of the great things marketing is very good at is helping people self-select. And, um,
0: mm.
1: you know, when you try to be everything to everyone, you end up becoming nothing to no one. And mm. so that's the worst type of marketing where you sort of put your shingle out and go, look at me, buy from me, I'm ready, versus um, putting, it, putting your shingle out and, and being specific as to who you want to treat, what your specific areas of speciality are. And, yes. And great marketing does that, you know. And then what you do is you end up creating a niche that's an inch wide and a mile deep. So you may become, and I sort of don't know why I keep the slight referring to chiropractors, but we've chosen <laughs> them as the health officials of choice yes. episode. Yep. But, you know, you might be a, health, a, a chiropractor that wants to specialize in teenage kids. And so then your marketing messages go specifically to them. You talk about the use of social media and how that's affecting posture, and you've got all these. Different, your language can become quite specific. Your marketing messages can become quite specific to the way you talk to that Mm, niche. So, marketing is excellent at that.
0: Ah, absolutely. I think that's a very pragmatic way for a lot of people to perhaps change the demographic that they're, that they're attracting if they're not so satisfied with um, the demographic they work with is to change some of the marketing because that's who they're attracting. So perhaps maybe we're bordering on here, Timbo, brand versus marketing or brand including marketing. One of the things that uh, I've loved from your work is focus on what you're going to say before focusing on where you're going to say it. Uh, Yeah, perhaps you could um, explain and and expand on that a little bit more with reference to what you just discussed.
1: Well, marketing is made up of two things, a message and medium. And far too many business owners, when they're starting off, focus on the medium. So I'm going to get a website. I'm going to get a radio ad. I'm going to sponsor the local footy club. I'm going to be on Facebook. These are mediums. These are just channels to market to get your message out there most importantly what are you going to say what are you mm. going to say that will convince someone to contact you to hand over their contact details to come into your clinic now that's that's where the magic is so i think far too often we spend time you know going we're going to get a website we all know anyone who's ever done a website getting the website's the easy part mm. Populating it with content and marketing messages is the hard part so I think more more and more small businesses need to focus on their marketing messages, um, and that includes, you know, the headlines and copy that appears on their website, what they post on their social media. Maybe, you know, if you're into, sp- into public speaking at Chambers of Commerce, what does that keynote sound like? What, do you, what point are you trying to get across? Um, these are important things, and uh, my advice around that is go and get a copywriter. Because so many small I, I, I do a little test when I do um, one of my particular keynotes. I ask the small business owning audience to put their hands up if they could make a phone call to a graphic designer right now and have something designed. And generally most hands go up. I then say, keep your hand up if you could call a copywriter right now and have something written. And most hands go down. Mm. And I just think it's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it, we all think we're right. I think part of it is we all think we can write, and whilst yes. we can all write, none of us can write very well.
0: Mm. Um,
1: not many of us can write very well. So, and marketing copy, there is there is a there is a real knack to it. Um,
0: yes,
1: even simple things like writing the subject line on an email to ensure it gets opened can be tricky, and there. Sure things you can do to improve your chances of having your email open. So I think it's an important thing to do is actually add a copywriter to your virtual marketing team.
0: Mm, And I think that's led perfectly into the segue around looking at outsourcing where you're not strong or where you're not skilled at perhaps or where someone's much better at you at executing, whether it be the creative or the writing, whatever the case may be because A lot of the time, Timber, I hear clinic owners say, all well and good, I understand, but I just don't have time. Like, I don't have time to write this or do that marketing campaign. And one of the great ways we've looked at it is outsourcing. So what are your thoughts on having a team around you that isn't based in the business helping you do marketing?
1: I think it's it's critical. I I, I say it hesitantly because it obviously depends on cash flow. Sure. you afford a team, but no one can do all the marketing. You know, like um, Mm. I think there's a good process to go through. It's the three Ds, and the three Ds are do, delegate, or delete. So um, if there's a business owner listening who's feeling a little bit overwhelmed in their marketing, and this this principle, this little concept I'm about to explain uh, applies to really any part of your life. (laughs) <laughs> up let's talk about marketing, but write a list of every single thing that you have to do in your business. And look, right now, let's keep it to marketing. So write every marketing task that you think you need to get done. And then either delegate it because, well, let's start with do. Either do it because you are the best person for the job. And don't, don't make that decision with your control freak hat on. Make that decision because you genuinely are the best person to do that task. Mm. next one is delegate it, and this is where you delegate it off to someone who is a specialist in that area. It could be designing a logo, or it could be writing a blog post, or it could be preparing a keynote for a, a, a presentation. Delegate that out, and then the last one is delete it. Like not everything needs to get done. Delete mm. some stuff. Free some stuff up. What you say no to determines what you say yes to, so make sure that you, you know, you, you're creating space. To do the stuff that you know is going to give you the best return. And then we, with all the delegate stuff, Ben, um, it's simply about we live in an incredible world. I mean, you can go and find someone locally, you can go and find someone on websites like Design Crowd or Upwork or mm-hmm. Airtasker. I mean, there are mm-hmm. so many places where we can find people to do things for us now and um, create that virtual marketing team where you may well have. You know a copywriter in the same suburb as you, a web designer in Mexico, a you know you just you just don't know you'll, you'll have people all over the world doing your marketing and that that's quite incredible and your challenge then is to just make sure everyone's talking to everyone and that's really possible because of things like Skype these days and yeah the world's changed
0: Oh absolutely, I think that if you're able to use the skill set. The genuine skill set of someone who's better than you to do some of these marketing tasks and any task in your business, as you said, to free you up to do the things you're really good at that might be even higher value. I think it speaks for itself in terms of return on investment. I can appreciate some people that maybe be challenged with the cash flow, but there are certainly some great opportunities in those sites that you mentioned about finding a freelancer even who can help you out at a very reasonable investment. So totally, that's awesome. And as an extension of the team, but more internally to the business, what's your perspective on the business owner being the face of the marketing versus the team? Because often the clinic owner in, this, in the health industry has built the business from the ground up largely built off of their own reputation and brand, if you will, and they start to bring team members on as they grow, the, the thing they get challenged with is, should I be the face of the business in the marketing or should I engage my team to do it? What's your perspective on that?
1: I think uh, if you choose to put a face to the business, and I quite like the idea, not every business has to have a face, but um, I think it's a smart idea the business owner or founder is the obvious person because they are generally not going anywhere. When you start to put staff in in places of sort of brand, you know, being a face of the brand, you run the risk of that staff member leaving and then what do you do? Do you have to get rid of all the marketing materials or do you ask them to sign across their, their, their image so that you can continue to use it? So you've got to be mindful of that. But what I do like, is if the business owner, let's say the business owner is the face of the business, actually profiling your other clinicians, your receptionist, whoever else it is, I think it's a really lovely thing to do because at the end of the day, people buy from people. Mm-hmm. And if you can put faces to names and bring, I cannot believe, Ben, mm-hmm. how many websites I go to that are of service-based businesses where it's incredibly hard to even see a photo of the entire team, much less individual photos of the staff, of the clinic, of the rooms, of all this. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Mm. Um, yeah. I, 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 a great marketing case study, it's not a great marketing case study, it's a very simple one, is a, there's a dentist uh, that I came across that did a wonderful tour of his, his rooms. From out on the street, welcoming, welcoming you into his front door, to going through the reception and showing the artwork and the seats and showing the receptionist here's, here's who's going to greet you when you arrive. And then let's go into the different rooms. This is where we do x-rays and this is where we do, you know, fillings or more major work. And what that does is, um, you know, it's because an insight into someone going to the dentist is that they're absolutely shitting themselves. Yeah. <laughs> if you can make them feel comfortable, then you have overcome a major fear and a major blockage to them coming to your your practice. So simple little things like that that put personality into a business, that humanizes a business, I just think is a fantastic thing to do.
0: Yeah, I love that. That That is incredible to see those big, beautiful smiles and faces and get to know the people actually that you're going to see, especially in health. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of anxiety. I think dentist is at the top of that list if, no, you're, no. if you're a patient, but there's a lot of anxiety because you're, you're concerned about your health. Maybe it's life-threatening. Maybe it's, you know, debilitating from work, life, family, whatever the case. So that, that makes a lot of sense to know who you're going to see and make that connection. And really from that, um, Timbo, you talk a lot about making your small business irresistible, Mm -hmm. definitely connecting with those people and having something clear to say and putting that through the right mediums and channels really helps. What what are some of the other key elements that you've found make a small business, a clinic irresistible? People want to come to just
1: simple little thing like, like engaging marketing copy, copy that isn't kind of formal, boring speak, but is actually written by a human for other humans. Um great visuals, not mm. stock shots, not you know, dentists. I know the I know the big smiley faces that we all see, but like again, great visuals, um great logo design, a simple appointment booking system that makes it incredibly simple to book appointments, to cancel appointments, provide feedback. These, all these little things add up to a great customer experience and make a business irresistible. Simple little things like a follow-up call to see how, the, how you're feeling after the appointment. Simple little things like a gift for a 12-month anniversary of being a client or recognition when you come in to say, you know, thank you so much, we appreciate your business. All these things individually don't really mean a lot, but add it up. Mm. They, you create this incredible experience where people will talk about you for all the right reasons. They'll keep coming to you. They'll be less price sensitive. They'll tell others about you. So mm-hmm. I, I think we don't spend anywhere near enough time doing this. Um, I remember, and in one interview I did on on my show on the Small Business Big Marketing show was with Patty Lund, the dentist too. Ah yes. You know he, he started cooking cinnamon buns inside the, inside his practice to overcome the smell of novocaine. These are really, I love it. You know, it's just so simple and obvious to do, yet has such a big impact.
0: Yeah, incredible. We are all about the client experience. People who know Clinic Mastery will know that uh, we help people grow their clinic through helping transform the experience they provide their clients and also their team members create a great place to work. So that resonates a hell of a lot, as you said there. Timbo, that perhaps some of these things in isolation aren't going to transform things, but all these one percenters over time really make an impact. And at the very top of this discussion, you said it's about personalizing what you do and being helpful.
1: Yes. Well, I, you know, I I'll give, I'll give you one more example, Ben. Is uh, I interviewed a fellow Josh Nichols who owns an electrician's franchise. Now he has a twenty-one step customer mantra that every single one of his sparkings must follow when they go on site to either a business or a home and simple things like arrive five minutes early not 15 minutes late don't park in the driveway take your shoes off before you go inside look the customer in the eye when you're speaking to them individually nothing nothing groundbreaking mm. but these 21 steps added up are incredible and again mm. make it a very memorable experience for the customer
0: Yeah. I love that. And and definitely now with the digital media available to us all, the word of mouth has almost changed from perhaps in person to being able to be spread through a lot of these online mediums that we do our marketing in. Our customers, our clients are also using them and spreading the word of mouth. Yep. Mm, There's some incredibly practical insights there, Timbo. What would you say that is the thing that you just really most want to get across to the small business community about their marketing.
1: How powerful it is. Start respecting it. Start stop, stop stop making excuses not to do it. Stop blaming marketing uh, for not working. Make it an absolute part of your weekly endeavours in growing your business um, as you would a sales team meeting or whatever else you decide to um, you know, do to grow your business. Marketing, it's too often forgotten, Ben, and mm. should be fun, done well, it's effective. If you don't know what you're doing, well, you've listened to this podcast, go and listen to my podcast, go and read a book mm. and bone up on on what can be a really fun and effective way to grow your business.
0: I love that. That resonates a hell of a lot, Timbo. The point you made as well a, a few moments ago around the speak on your website written even in videos to come across as really authentic and genuine, not that it's been written by a robot. That's always a challenge I face as well, but something I respect hugely in the work that you put out is that it, it's just like, we're having a
1: chat like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, no, well, It should be, it should be. And, 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 you know, in order to do that for, marketing is funny when, when a business owner is asked to market their business, whether it be, standing up at a chamber of commerce or writing some copy for the homepage of the website, they tend to find this weird formal voice mm. and start to speak very formally and properly. And it's like, stop it, be yourself. And yeah. And the best way to be yourself and connect with those that you want to sell to, which may sound sticky and yucky, but get over it because you're in business, is to identify who is that ideal customer? Who is that ideal customer that you want to that you want to appeal to and have them front and center when you're creating your marketing conversations and Mm. find that your language changes and comes more easily
0: Mm. and
1: we don't have to use big words to do big things. We can just be ourselves.
0: Yeah, I love that. We've got one more question here, Timbo. It's a, a guest question from a listener, Shane, who asks... What are some of the practical tips you have for consolidating and expanding the reach of a podcast? This is something that is definitely re-emerging as a great thing and you have dominated this for, what, 600 episodes or something like that. It's an incredible podcast show that you have that everyone should go and listen to and subscribe to. What are some of the key things if you had three top tips for growing a podcast, number of health professionals starting to do it, what would they be?
1: Uh, number one is just make it the best content. Make it the best podcast in your space. And that may sound scary and that may put a whole lot of people off, but there therein lies your creative challenge is to make it the best show in that yeah. space. Yeah. And I would argue that in Australia, the opportunity is still very high to do that because most of the podcast content we, we're seeing is still coming out of the States. So
0: yes. um,
1: make it the best. The second one is um, look for partnerships. You know, For example, my show, The Small Business Big Marketing Show, is also the business show in flight on Virgin Airlines. So if you're flying domestically or internationally out of Australia, then you'll be able to hear my my show on there. And that's a partnership that I've nurtured for about the last four years. And that's given me huge amplification um, of my show, which is also found on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and Google Play and all those places. But having a partnership like Virgin is awesome. Um, and the third thing I would do is really, you know, the, the thing about podcasting or any content creation is that when you create, you know, for example, well, I'm, I'll be putting out an episode on Thursday, which means that last week's episode gets bumped down another level and the one before that gets bumped down another and, you know, they they start to get hidden, yeah. literally the haystack stuff. So just keep going back into your archive and breathing life back into old episodes, retweeting reposting to facebook and linkedin responding to all the comments that you're getting if you're getting any comments and just making sure that you're breathing life into old episodes so they don't just get lost in that big haystack that is the internet
0: Mm. sensational uh practical as always and i highly encourage everyone listening in here to go on over and subscribe to the Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. Timbo, thank you so much for the practicality and insights today. It's been incredibly useful.
1: Awesome, buddy. Thanks for having me. And uh, everyone else, go get them.
0: Well, thank you very much for listening to another episode of the Grow Your Clinic podcast. Certainly, there's a lot of one percenters and practical gold here. and You can find all the things we spoke about over at clinicmastery.com for all of the show notes. Hey, do you have a question about marketing that you would like us to answer and break down on one of the next episodes of the Grow Your Clinic podcast? If you do, send it in. You can email it to me, ben at clinicmastery.com. That's ben at clinicmastery.com. And we'll make sure we get around answering your question on a show, give you a shout out. We really appreciate you listening in here. Thank you so much for being part of the CM community.
1: This is the Grow My Clinic podcast by Clinic Mastery, where we help you deliver amazing client experiences to grow your clinic.